welcome. This is Deconversion Therapy, the podcast, and this is Bonnie. And I'm Karen. And in this podcast, Bonnie and I have known each other since we were one years old, and we grew up in the evangelical church. We're no longer part of it, but we don't mind if you are. Uh, we're going to laugh about everything, and we're going to make fun of everyone, and hopefully maybe educate people on some of the charlatans in the world. I'm sure they're relieved, but we don't mind if you are. Like, I wow. know. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, Mom. we mind a little. No, I know. I meant like anyone's welcome. Come up to this altar. We don't discriminate. We yeah. will let you listen, even if you're a Christian. Did I tell you the other? Oh, well, you should look at for us on Facebook and subscribe. <laughs> and yes. Maybe rate us, because that's sure. how people find us, apparently, with those stars. There you go. And um, you are going to say something else, though. Did you? I know, because I just want to launch into stuff. But I went to a memorial service this week, and everybody was taking communion. You wouldn't believe how many people took communion. I thought we'd have... people that you're like, I don't think you should be going. No, I... <laughs> wasn't judging them. I, I was just a little piece of paper <laughs> looking and putting a little X next to their name. But, but the, the priest or whatever his title was, I think this church was Episcopalian. He, you know, he gives the instructions beforehand and now you have to do it pretty thoroughly. Like if you can't make it out of your seat and up to the front, let somebody know and we'll come bring it to you. And just on and on like that and come down the middle of the yeah. aisle and do this. If and, you're uh, gluten-free, we right? have <laughs> gluten wafers for that. So yeah. I was very excited to tell my mom about if you take communion and vomit, they have to throw it up down a special trash chute. That was on mm-hmm. a previous episode, people. Um, <laughs> but but the uh, the priest or whatever his title was says... Anyone who has been baptized in a Christian church may come and partake and take communion. So my mom turns to me and she goes, oh, we're eligible. <laughs> like, wow. So uh, We made it. We made the, the trade. We fit the least <gasps> denominator. Yeah. Right. So um, I, I just don't know why I... I don't know why I was surprised that so many people went up. I guess I didn't realize that many people had been baptized in a Christian church, assuming they all, you know, right. didn't lie about their because eligibility. the people who would lie about it because they don't want to lose face and go up because wasn't it sort of a, not a business funeral, but, you know, weren't there a, a people? Lot of, a lot of the, the people I work with in the office were there, yeah. So, um, yeah, if you see other people going up, you're just like, well, maybe this is good for business. I better, <laughs> no, you know. I don't, I have no idea. I just think people were just, you know, genuine and they're like, you're in church. This is what you do. Um, see, you and I course, did the flip-flop. What you does that mean? usually are suspicious of people. And I'm usually <laughs> the one that's like, oh, no, it's all sincere. Hmm. <laughs> I don't mean sincere, but I think it's just, this is what you do. I'm on autopilot. I'm in a church. There's communion. Can't not take it. Yeah. There's a death. (laughs) And I know if my mom helps (laughs) with that, I'm taking it. Yeah. So she was quizzing me, you know, are you going up? And I'm like, no. So I sat my ass right there while everybody almost (sighs) went up. And um, just because I thought it would have felt phony. Would you have done that six months ago, do you think? Oh, I wouldn't have gone up six months ago. Okay. Yeah. No offense. You're, (laughs) you know, it's not, it's not the podcast effect on me. (laughs) Right. But it's pretty much that I don't want to drink out of a common thing of wine with everybody's, you know. Okay. Now we're getting to. No, I'm kidding. But that's how they do it. Oh, that I know. That is how they do the it. Episcopals and some of those, they're all just like, everyone yep. love each other and let's all drink from the same cup. And yeah. luckily, as Southern Baptists, which goes back to what <laughs> this is about, we grew up Southern Baptists, we realized, because we were taught that 
Episcopals weren't Christians anyway. So it didn't matter. Anyone who <laughs> didn't go to Southern Baptist Church was not going to heaven, we were taught. So that just made it so much easier. And I just never believed that. But, I mean, it just seemed so, that's so harsh. I was just worried I never about got everyone. It. I know. I was too. I was just like, oh, my gosh, all these people. And they're going every Sunday to church with these other ones. And they don't even know it's the wrong one. <laughs> they don't even how do they not know? I know. I have something in here from from uh, my guy on that. Yeah. Um, and so when I say my guy, it's because we're having... Go ahead. This is your part. The first annual kook-off. That's right. I just or, got that. Really? I've been yes. texting that to you about... 85 times. I didn't um, hear it out loud. Uh, when I read words, I read concepts. Or we can rename it now that we've done our research. First annual coot off because these yeah, people <laughs> are old coots and are ridiculous. But we wanted to do a comparison. So Bonnie's going to take one person. I'm going to take another. And we're going to have like a battle of the bands. But... <laughs> charlatan christian style and i will be representing jim <laughs> baker and who do you have and i will have pat robertson gosh see who? i think even people e- e- there are people in the church some might not even have heard of these guys especially if they're younger um mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of people who are never you know, any kind of religion who definitely heard of these guys. So they're sort of like a cultural phenomenon more than anything. He has been around forever, at least, Pat Robertson. He tells a story in one thing about going to the head of NBC and saying, I want to buy a station. Like, you just don't do that these days. And (laughs) they they had one TV camera, and they didn't have a monitor, and he had to run down the street to look at the TV at the convenience store to see if they were broadcasting. Like, you know. Golly. And his, yeah. like, knickers while well, he's got a, a round <laughs> wooden ring that he's pushing up the street for fun. <laughs> Sounds For fun. That's right. Those games. Gosh. Oh, my God. When you said ring, I was like, you're taking mine. Anyway, I won't tell oh. you about my kooky oh. things. Yeah. I've manifested knowing what yours is about. That's oh. what but um, yeah. after we do the podcast, I will uh, put up that on Facebook, if you go to Deconversion Therapy Podcast and like our page, or you can search Deconversion Therapy and answer some very serious questions and we'll see if we allow you in and then (laughs) um the same with instagram look for deconversion therapy and same with twitter and i will put up a who wins the kook off between jim baker and pat robertson and people can vote Um, yeah and it's not between you and me even though i feel like um you know i always feel like you do better research than i do but no, not better research, but I feel like you just know more about these people. I think you and do so, better presentations and or voices. So you could sell it that way <laughs> if you wanted. All but, right. Yeah. Saying that this will be released prior to the July 4th weekend and there might be like cook-offs then. Oh. We, we're so themey. Oh, my so. God. I really like you for that. That's an accident. That's nice. I didn't I know. know it till I just looked at the calendar and it's like, okay. No, so I mean do you want me to thing. tell the history of my person first and then you tell the history of yours? Yeah, How that's you fine. So it? it's a back and forth. Yeah. But I do want to say one thing. Um, yeah. So when I was starting the uh, <laughs> the research about this guy, and preparing at first I was like oh this is just tragic all of these things are just tragic so I was like maybe she'll just want me to read her some reviews from the diary of Anne Frank because <laughs> <Book>. it's that 
<laughs> no, no, no. Let me just tell you. So I, I'm getting, you know, ready to go to the museum, and everybody says, oh, read the book before you go, because it's been a long time since you read the book, which is true. The Anne Frank Museum or the Pat Robertson Museum? The Anne Frank Museum. Okay. That's right. Um, so, so there are several versions on iBooks. And I'm looking, going, oh, which one do I want? And then, so I start reading the reviews on one of them, and there's one with one star. <laughs> I was like, what kind of jackass would give the yeah. diary of Frank one star? <laughs> and it says, listen to this, boring and agitating. <laughs> oh, my God. As I read this book, I started to dislike it more and more. As the book went on, the only thing she talked about was her problems. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a psychologist and oh don't care about her problems. Oh my God. <laughs> if I didn't have to read this for school, I would have stopped on the first page. Oh my gosh. This uh, is was that the Donald problem. Trump? It was Donald Trump. <laughs> oh this my is the God. problem with everything. Uh I and hope then, he got to school and was like, now, how old is this lady now? You know, like, I, I, I oh, my. I like how you assume it's a boy who wrote it. Um, oh, it's a boy. But, no, I don't know. Uh, so there was also, and clearly the age range of the people reviewing uh, is clear by the person who reviewed and said they love it. And the review was by Mr. Poop. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) Um, So then there was one with a frowny face. Just the emoji. emoji. Yeah. Not even the emoji, but the one that you used to make with a colon. Right. And a a parenthesis thing. I hate this book. All it has is stupid little entries about boys and that stuff. Just get to the point. Oh, oh Jess, hurry up to the the death oh. chamber, please. Oh my god. Oh my god. And it's oh a my thin god. book. <laughs> it's not not asking you a lot to listen to so, a girl who yeah. Right, right. And you know how it's gonna end before you read it. Well, ideally. Ideally. Right. Um it's not a secret, I mean. So then, so all of these, I can assume, are by kids who have to I, read it for school. But then there's one, and yeah. it says, I never read this as a child, so I thought I would read it now. Being a teenage girl myself once and raising a teenage girl, this was hard for me to read, given all the drama and self-absorbed writings in Anne's diary. <laughs> Brought me back to those self-absorbed times myself. I'm sad that <laughs> oh, Anne never got good. to grow <laughs> I'm yeah, that's what that, I was going to say. It's good you can look back on yeah. that. <laughs> I'm sad that Anne never got to grow up, and I'm sadder still that people can be so evil and inflict atrocities on those we feel are different or aren't us. The only reason for the three stars was because it was so hard to keep reading the thoughts of a teenage girl. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> she wrote ha? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh so I So I just, I mean, she's actually reviewing it. So from her point of view. Right. Anyway. Exactly. The self-absorbed point of view. Right. Oh, my God. That's terrible and embarrassing. There, there was one where they called Anne the original OG, and I was oh. like, nope, not even going to read that. No, no. That's like a fake review. Uh, so go ahead. Talk about Jim Baker, spelled with two Ks. All right. So I'm doing James Orson Baker. So James mm. Orson is great way to describe him. He was born in 1940, and Wikipedia just states, Mm -hmm. James Orson Baker is an American televangelist, convicted felon, (laughs) former Assemblies of God minister, and former host with his then-wife, Tammy Faye Baker, of the PTL Club an evangelical Christian television program. Okay, so I'll back up. James Baker, like I knew who he was. Even when we were in church, it was just someone you would make fun of because it was the televangelists that were just starting to get on TV and the wife's hair was ridiculous. 
her and her mascara, mascara was <laughs> like a special mascara called clumps only. And oh. because they were all stuck together. Um, and she just wore all this, you know, lip, dark lip liner with frosty pink, you know, mm-hmm. filler. And he looks a bit like a, some people called him like a Cupid doll, very young yeah. looking baby face, but the baby face of like a sock puppet, like <laughs> round, his round features. Yeah. Like the cheeks are really round. Um, but I watched a little bit of, I think it was called the, the Jim and Tammy show. And it was decked out. I mean, huge audience, orchestra with people, you know, with like the orchestra stands all decorated. Um, they'd come and interact and they were sort of funny. Like they were, they could be totally, especially Tammy Faye, totally um, self-deprecating. And then they'd, you know, have like on a singer or this and that. But it would, uh, we made fun of them because they weren't our kinds of Christians, of course. We thought it was they, all for television. The way you're describing it sounds like Lawrence Welk for Christians. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly yeah. it. And I was <laughs> As watching, if anybody knows what that is who's listening. We're going to have to, yeah, <laughs> watch Lawrence Welk, then watch that. Then, But... Um, <laughs> Twice they were described as the Kardashians of the Christian television thing. And although that's a stretch, I think what they mean is they were everywhere. Like everyone knew Mm. who they were. Um, And so they actually started their own show, the PTL Club, and that means praise the Lord. And um, (laughs) then they started a Christian theme park called Heritage USA. And everything was just going along smoothly and swimmingly till one day there was a scandal that broke. There was this woman named Jessica Hahn. She was like somewhere in New Jersey or something like that. And um, Jim Baker had like a sidekick pastor guy who would come on a lot. And first (laughs) of all, the sidekick pastor, it was known that he was like hitting on boys that were working on the set. So there was something weird there. And then Jim and that weird pastor were went down to Clearwater, Florida to do a telethon and while they were there, the weird pastor sidekick was like, you know who wants to meet you, who talks about you all the time, is a church secretary named Jessica Hahn. And I don't know how they knew each other, but he called Jessica and he's like, would you like to meet Jim Baker? And they flew her down. And then, of course, there are different <laughs> accounts, but she was 21 years old. And she was grew up as a Christian and thought like he, Jim Baker was like next to God because he, you know, had such <laughs> a huge. Because he said he was. Exactly. And he had such a huge influence, <sighs> you know, for people who'd stay home and watch that shit. And um, so they bring her in the hotel room and she's like, I, you know, I was young. I didn't feel I could say no. It was you know, this person who I'd been watching on TV forever. And so she has said and stands by that it wasn't consensual, but she would never say rape. So, Uh. and I think there's that, you know, with rape, you feel like it's got to be a physical holding down situation. And so I think... You know, she's like, I did fly there. I did walk in there. I didn't run out the door. But then gross other pastor came in and, you know, also had relations. She said she doesn't like to talk about it. But after 
that got out? With her or with both of them? Good question. Oh, good. I'm glad you don't know. Never mind. Didn't even think of that. Can I interject here for just one minute that every time I hear a story where somebody flies down on the spur of the moment like that, I think that's a lot of airfare. It's a very expensive flight. To book something last minute like that? I know. You need to book 66 days ahead of time. It's optimal. I know. know. Anyway, go ahead. So, um, uh, that happened, and then she didn't want to tell anyone. She's like, I'm going to just, you know, live with this, never tell anyone. Um, And I'm not even sure how it got out because... I think there were rumors, and then she then did sue him, and it was like, oh, she said she wasn't after money, but they gave her hush money, and then later she, like, posed for Playboy, so she definitely got her character destroyed by some of her young choices, although, you know, it was just lawyers saying, you need to do you know, we need to go after them with money. But there are definitely, there were some lies going back and forth. Jim Baker said he called her the next day. He told his wife. So he admitted that they had sex, um, mm-hmm. which uh, to me, you're he's already stepping into the pool right there. I don't know. Um did you know that she posed for Playboy? Yes. Yeah. Are you telling that part? I already did, and you missed <laughs> did it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this must be fascinating. I'm glad you're really into it. But I was saying, yeah, she was super young, and I think all of it destroyed her, and then she just started making terrible decisions, or maybe... She was a Jezebel after all, but it definitely sounds more like um, she didn't know what was going to happen when she walked in that bedroom. Um, no, I mean, I can I can see like when you're that age and you think and you have stars in your eyes. I mean, that was a famous person to her. And you're Still. in a state you don't know, Ugh. and they've paid for you to come down. and A lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you feel like this obligation to be like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, happens way too many times. So that came out, and then not a year later, he gets indicted for all this money stuff that I don't even understand, but... <laughs> he owed lots of money. He was shystering it. He was taking it. He was doing this. He was promising people stuff, and he never paid him back. And he ended up going to jail for five years. I did not know that. Um, and during that time, Tammy divorced him. So oh, that's there was right. obviously something else going on there. And unless it was like, hey, divorce me and you take the money, you know, right. I, I don't, don't know. think so. I've seen TV shows like that. But, yeah, I don't know. And then, unfortunately, Tammy died of cancer. And as she was sick and everything, she sort of became like an American folk hero. Do you remember that time? A little where people just sort of liked her all of a sudden and felt sorry for her and thought she was funny and right. she just became because he was the scum in the yeah, the way yeah. the story was presented right it, she Yeesh. definitely came out more authentic right and <laughs> and humorous like she sort of had like the Dolly Parton humor type I know. know I mean although the ma- in the makeup contest dolly wins because as trashy as dolly makes herself look she's still she can blend (laughs) just it's just better better look all around um exactly oh my Uh, gosh but after jim came out of jail one (laughs) he wrote a book called i was wrong 
And he said that while he was in jail, he was reading the Bible and realized that trying to make people give money all the time and the whole idea of a prosperity gospel and televangelists is against what the Bible says. So one, did he not read the whole Bible till he was in jail? (laughs) And, And then also when he came out, he said, He was in an interview and he's like, I'm never, I don't need to be on TV ever again. Like, you know, it wasn't good for me. It's not what God wants, all that. So gets out of jail. He's divorced. He's in working at what he says, the L.A. ghetto. um, The what? Which is L.A. ghetto. Okay. How he Uh, calls poor areas because he's down with it and that is very demeaning but and uh, he's working with a church in LA and he meets a woman named Lori Graham I think it is and within 50 days they wed oh so she's 40 he's 58 And she was sort of had her own ministry because she was a wild child and had a lot of problems with drugs starting at like 13 years old. And by the time she was 22, she'd had five abortions. Wow. Which and you think about, you know, she's 61 now. So that would have been definitely in a time where um, it was. A, a, a more difficult procedure for sure. Yeah, um, and a more uh, underground black market back alley. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing knows. is what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, so. But good um, God, how much sex do you have to have? I guess at least five. I mean, how um, fertile. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. I know. So she had like a hysterectomy later, I think either because of those or like, okay, things have got to stop. I don't know what it was. Um, But I mean, she, then she walked into a church after like all this, an abusive husband who beat her up and, you know, they divorced. So she'd been through a lot. Right. (laughs) I will uh, tell you, they, they both now, Jim's changed his mind again and they have their own TV show. So it's the Jim Baker show. Yeah. He was barely recognizable because he has a beard. He has no hair on top. It's everything <laughs> is gray. Now he can um, grow a beard. <laughs> that's true. But it's a it's a fake beard. I'm going to look into that. To me, he and, kind who does he kind of look like to you? Like comedian. Uh, oh gosh. David I don't Cross? Know. Is that yeah, what you're thinking? Yeah. Tobias from Arrested Development? Yeah. Exactly. Because of the nose. A little older. Is it the nose? I think so. Okay. Um, But the wife, Lori, it's hilarious. She is like the cool one, and he is so doddering and (laughs) stutters and goes to stand up, and she'll like push him back down. (laughs) But she's also looks, you can see her looking into the not the camera but wherever she can see her own face oh the monitor readjusting her looks right and she's always like oh yeah she does the little you know (laughs) repeating of him and oh yes oh no jim oh tell it jim i mean she it's (laughs) so entertaining um but i'll get into more of what he says and what he does and what he's shilling now after you tell about well, your great punk I, of me. I just wanted to comment on Jim though. It's kind of like other, it's kind of like um, other artists where they say, Oh, I'm retiring. And then a few years go by, like I was reading about Helen Reddy recently. And then uh, she was like, Nope, I'm done with singing. 
And she's like, wait a minute. Then I heard my voice. And I'm like, I can still do this. And it's just, it's what they know to do. It's their job, you know? And so, that's, that's what his former bodyguard was in an interview and said, it's what he's supposed to do. And... Yeah, that sounds think, more like God sanctioning it, but at the... <laughs> right. I'd rather hear Helen Reddy, because she's not saying, give me your money every five seconds. But right. it is sort of all he knows to do, or at least the only way he knows how to make money. Make and money. I looked up his net worth, and it's only $750,000, which really isn't that much for what he's doing, because now they're in Branson, Missouri. They still have a show, even though it's only on the Internet. It's not on, you know. Oh, really? I guess, yeah. Wow. But it's fun to watch. I've watched a few. And I'll tell huh. you about those. And uh, after this commercial break, get it? Okay. Uh, so, all right. So, Pat Robertson was born Marion Gordon Robertson. Whoa. Yeah. So, Marion Gordon? <laughs> Marion Gordon Robertson. Okay. Just so, Pat came in. Like, what got shortened to Pat? What got shortened to Pat? Yep. Okay. So, his six year old brother used to enjoy patting him on the cheeks when he was a baby and saying, Pat, Pat, Pat. And so that's how it stuck. So then I like this. Uh, as he got older, he thought about, and this is from Wikipedia, he thought about which first name he would like people to use. He considered Marion to be effeminate, no shit, and M. <laughs> Gordon to be affected, yes. So he opted for his childhood nickname, Pat. Um, and it says, his strong awareness for the importance of names as the creation of a public image showed itself again. During his presidential run, when he threatened to sue NBC News for calling him a television evangelist, which, <laughs> like, if you could threaten NBC to sue them now for the way people call Trump a game show host, you right. know, things have changed just so much. Yeah. Um, so, but he didn't like that because Jim Baker at the time was uh, a televangelist and there was a lot of scandal. And now we know what that was about because mm -hmm. you just said it. Um, yeah. So let's see. Um, when yada, yada, he went to prep school and then, I mean, he was born. Oh God, did I say what year he was born? No, but Something it was like <laughs> a long time ago. Like 19, I want to say 1930, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would so think. he went to high school. He went to Washington and Lee University. Really? He was, yeah, he was in the SAE fraternity, which one of your friends and my friends was in that. Um, it's just weird thinking of somebody of any religious uh, background being in a fraternity because. Right. Shit happens. Um, I know. And let's see. He said, although I worked hard at my studies, my real major centered around lovely young ladies who attended the nearby girls' Ugh. schools. Gross. <laughs> um, so in 1948, the draft was reinstated, and he went into the Marine Corps. Um, but he says... He described his military service as follows. We did long, grueling marches to toughen the men, plus refresher, plus refresher training in firearms and bayonet combat. Then he transferred to Korea. Blah, 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 blah. Bayonets? Bob. I don't know. He is old. <laughs> Muskets. Um, <laughs> so then it says parts of Robertson's description of his service were later proven to be false. Uh, former Republican Congressman Paul Pete McCluskey Jr., who served with Robertson in Korea, wrote a public letter that said Robertson was actually spared combat duty when his powerful father, a U.S. senator, intervened on his behalf and that Robertson spent most of his time in an office in Japan. Wow. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that his father was a U.S. senator either. I know. Wow. To me, it's like... That's a whole other aspect where I go, oh, is his father, you know, eclipsing him in substance and and good job? Um, right. So his time in the service was not in combat, but as the liquor officer responsible for keeping <laughs> the officers club supplied with alcohol. Um, and then Robertson, guess what? He filed a libel suit against McCluskey in 86. 
Um, and That's all funny, of these lawsuits. The Bible says not to sue, but okay. <laughs> well, but but he went. Well, but yeah, he went on to get his law degree from Yale Law School. What I know. Yep. And isn't that similar to what's his name, Falwell Jr., who we just talked about? All these people getting their law degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they all think they know everything. <laughs> so then you'll enjoy this part. However, he failed his first and only attempt at the New York bar exam. Oh, <laughs> like John John. First and only. What What jackass doesn't try again? Just, yep. oh. just gave up. Oh, yep. that's a delicate ego right there. Yeah. So um, he failed his first and only attempt. Shortly thereafter, he underwent a religious conversion and decided against pursuing a career in law. Um, instead, he attended the biblical seminary in New York, where he received a Master of Divinity in 59. Um, so then I was watching this other show about something supernatural. This was on the interweb, of course, on YouTube. <laughs> and... Um, I'm listening to him tell his story. So he was married when he was in seminary and he was living in Brooklyn and he said he was studying the Bible one night and God gave him a verse to pay attention to. And it said that you should sell all your belongings. And so Mm -hmm. he did. And then he went and lived in a biracial commune in Bedford Stuyvesant. And um, then he told his his wife, no, they weren't living together, apparently. So he called his wife and said, I sold all of our furniture. She goes, what? And he said, I told you God was telling me to look at this and that Bible verse. And I can't remember what it is. Um, And she goes, I don't read that stuff. (laughs) So, um, but uh, I don't know. I didn't hate him as much as. I know you would probably think. And no, I, just, I didn't know all these things about him. And I'm not yeah. saying that it redeems no. his shittiness, but no. Yeah. And okay, so I'll get to that. Um, so he also founded a university, Regent University. Guess who is the famous alum of that? Tony Hale, uh, Buster Bluth. Oh. Yeah. Tony oh. Hale. Yeah. How come we keep, we're so, we're very themed, this whole thing. You've got God, uh, you got <laughs> Arrested God. Development, and you got Rafa and Adult. It all just <laughs> circulates. So, yeah, and then I'm reading Tony Hale's bio, and Tony Hale, when he was in New York, you know, put together some kind of group of Christians who were also actors. And um, uh, so that was an interesting tidbit. And then there's also Regent Law School now. Um, So at one point when he ran for president, um, he, he, I guess, stopped trying. (laughs) That's his theme. (laughs) Uh, He stopped, he stopped his efforts after a couple of primaries and then said, okay, everybody who was going to vote for me, vote for Bush. And then, so then, you know, years later you hear that of the Bush administration, this is Bush two, electric boogaloo, um, (laughs) Bush two, 150 graduates from his school worked in the Bush administration. That's wow. a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Although there's another school that's sort of like that, but it's not Regent, and they send a lot of their people whenever there's a Republican in office. But I hadn't right. even heard of Regent, and 150 is yeah, that's a lot. Although I mean, a lot of Harvard grads go to work on sitcoms. And late night shows. So I don't know if it's 150, though. Right. But, yeah. but again, see. this is where I'm like, oh, it's just all a job and a network. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all a big scam. Yep. So that's yeah. so he created way back in the day when he went to buy his TV network <laughs> or, or station. Um, he created, uh, I guess, the beginnings of... Um, of his network and um, the 700 club the 700 club is the show um 
I've got a lot it's more. It's the Christian broadcast. Oh, network, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. CBN? That's it. Okay. Yeah. And there's something to do with how Ted Turner ran him off the air at one point or something. And uh, but, but you'll enjoy this. At one point, you know, Tammy Faye and Jim were on his network. And he's got a whole, um, he's got an interview where he starts talking about them, Tammy Faye and Jim, as, uh, oh, let's see. She came from someplace in Minnesota where they didn't have running water and they had to use an outhouse. And so he was saying something to the effect of um, uh, Tammy Faye and Jim were completely out of their element there. This was all too much for them, but that their whole efforts were were very ego-driven. So, yeah. Um, So, I I don't know. I just think that it's also very strange to, even though they were very much taken down, to to badmouth them doesn't, doesn't strike me as quite... What I would have expected, but no, yeah, but I don't think that he's the most politically correct guy either, and that's True. kind of what he's he's proud of that. Oh, I know, I know. He's proud of not being politically correct. That's right. I so, speak the truth, whether you <laughs> like it or not. All right. So, how do you want to do kook off stuff? Okay, so I'm going to tell you something ridiculous about my person. And then you can do the same. Okay. Um, Let's see. So I'm going to start with what the main thing Jim and Lori Baker do now. It's about the end times. And one of the things that people might have seen is a picture of Jim Baker shoving some goop into his mouth. And it's because... They now sell survival food because, I keep saying because, the end times are coming. It's going to be terrible. I guess the Christians are still here, and you need to buy eight years of food because everyone's going underground. And so these things are in. Is this before the rapture? I don't even know. I guess so. <laughs> I He's got to make money I thought money the Christians somehow. were just going to be whisked up. No, because then he wouldn't get to sell the buckets. <sighs> so there's two so kinds what's of the thinking. Goop? What is the, the when goop. do you say there's right. goop? So the, it's, you can get different bundles for um, Yeah. There's these big buckets of freeze-dried Disgusto. And so you can get a 30-day Fiesta bucket. And that has, like, all these freeze-dried, like, Astronaut ice cream. Yeah. You can get a 30-day cheese broccoli rice soup. Which is so, disgusting. So if it's and eight years, you have to decide how much you're willing to live? I guess. But the thing is, they're like, okay, you're, uh, you know, you've already gotten your bunker prepared <laughs> because there's going to be fire on the earth. There's this, there's that. And by the way, something he said, he said, you need to do it quickly because, uh, God told him something pretty dramatic is going to happen before Christmas. Um, unfortunately, he said that last year. So we <laughs> okay. missed it. <laughs> but, but everyone get their buckets. And so you look and he talks about it on every single show. And he got this like trough out and then he you can buy a little foldable shovel yeah. because you're going to need that shovel for lots of other things, they say. And he shows stirring this disgusting cheese sauce. And he's like, look at that. Mm. And he also stirs this huge thing of rice. And then uh-huh. he picks it up with his hand <laughs> and he shoves it in his mouth. And he's like, I'm hungry. This is so good. 
And then they put this other diarrhea on it that's supposed to be (laughs) the cheese broccoli. And they mix it in with the rice. And they're like, now, listen, you know, you could be down there for a long time and you need to your family might not prepare. So you need to have this for your family, too. And. You know, okay, you while you're turn... talking, I just I just went to his website and there they all are. I know. And he's like, you need you're not going to want to turn away other people. So you're going to need <laughs> So when you have guests. That's right. And so oh. not just that, where do you store it? They showed a whole demonstration. And if you look at what they have on their set, you'll see it. You get all the buckets of these different goops. And then he's like, and you just put a piece of round plywood over it, throw a (laughs) cloth over it, and you've got a table. Do it, and you've got a side table. Your whole house can just be these buckets. Buckets. (laughs) And then you get buckets of Bibles. Because you still want to share the gospel with people. So you can be like, hold on, let me see. Is that the bucket of pudding? No. Wouldn't knowing that your friends had buckets be enough of a gospel? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's true. And so it keeps getting worse. They have a toilet bucket. So it's just one of the regular buckets, but they put a toilet lid up that snaps on it. And he goes out in the audience and he's like, let's be honest. What are you going to do with the poo? And oh, my gosh. (laughs) And um, the buckets also float if there's ever (laughs) like any type of flood or you need to get in the water and hold on to them. Wow. Oh, but I'll tell you about a few more of the products, but I'm too exhausted and nauseated. Well, I, I'm, re- I'm just looking at these now, and I'm reading here. There's one that says gluten-free black bean burger bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Being a vegetarian oh doesn't mean your emergency food storage will be <laughs> lacking in protein <laughs> variety. <laughs> and they, you should see they just have one ladle. That they stir the soup and then they give it to the audience. Like these people look hungry. Like communion. And they put it, uh, and they put it in bowls. Uh, they give it. I'm, oh my god! I'm laugh crying. I gotta calm down. They it give does it to say these take people. it camping. Well, you know what? It would be a fantastic thing if it was like, look at you can buy these and we ship them overseas to the poor. We feed people yeah. with these things. We take this to shut-ins because it's eight years of food. Oh, yeah. Wow. But when they give it to the audience, the audience, unfortunately, <laughs> have a glazed, <laughs> brain-dead look anyway. And he walks up to them and, like, with a big ladle of, like, clam soup. And he's like, you got to try this. You got to puts it up to a lady's mouth. And, you know, it's like, you know, Jessica Hahn. What do you do? You just have to be like, well, here we are. And so she tries it and, you know, nods her head. Yeah. Oh, man, it's bad. All Um, right. There's the, uh, okay, well, that's it. You win. (laughs) I know. I'm done. Well, uh, so on the TV show that he is on, the 700 Club, and I never, I I didn't look real hard, but I don't know what the 700 stands for. I'm sure it's something biblical. You probably know because you're just more... um, Yeah, I don't know. No? Okay, good. I know what's 70 times 7. That's a biblical thing, but who Hmm. knows? That's four ninety. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot of people will uh, write in to to his show. So that's one of the regular features that they have, where they've got one of the correspondents sitting there on a chair, and they read him the letter that has a question in it. So 
what I was just going to do is just read some of his various answers. Um, okay. So uh, the first one that struck me is not at all right uh, is something that Anderson Cooper pointed out. And I don't know that this was any kind of response to a question, but he was talking to the woman, the older one with the, with the bottle blonde hair. There's also a younger black one who I like a lot. Um, and he's telling us, who are you talking about? Anderson uh, Cooper's show? No, no, no. Anderson, <laughs> Anderson did his little list of ridiculous things called his ridiculous. And Pat just made the whole list. Oh, and, okay. um, he, so Pat Robertson is explaining to his co host that some people in the gay community in San Francisco want to get people. And they have rings that if you shake your hands with them, uh, will cut your fingers. And what? if you, yeah. And if you, sh- if you have the stuff, and that is how he refers to AIDS, um, oh it'll God. infect you. Okay. So, <laughs> so, right. Um, he got a lot of grief for saying that. And Ooh, at shocking. one point, this was years Every ago. Every jewelry company <laughs> in America. Yeah. That's funny because Anderson's joke was like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a counter I haven't seen at Zales. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Um, so uh, he tried to purge. He took the the video down and he tried to purge the Internet of this video, which, right. you know, back then was a little easier to do. And he's still of the mindset of, you know, I'm an attorney or, or I went to law school and I can get you to get rid of this. But he couldn't. Right. Uh-huh. So I guess I think you may have apologized for that. Um, but all of these things come with. Oh, and then they issued an apology. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So he said that somebody warned him about that at one point. I'm sure because he's surrounded by psychos anyway. Yeah. And I told you about like the whole thing that went around churches that there were cages of kids being bred to be satanic, you know, sacrifices. And we all believed it. Like we couldn't name anyone who'd seen it or really knew anything, but <laughs> all just went around. Okay. All right. So you go. We should end each one with "That's crazy." That can be the new <laughs> catchphrase, or "That's cootie," or "Cootie." cootie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, Jim Baker, fortunately also sells a few products and one of them is like this silver (laughs) like it has silver in it you can either take it as a pill or rub it places or whatever but it's that's you can get the gel um and the gel (laughs) he just said in the last week can cure Uh any kind of venereal disease so it doesn't matter what it is. No. You can just either drink that, put that on, melt it into a ring, whatever, and that will cure you. And then I looked it up and it said next to it, amazing thing, it's safe for babies. Oh. I'm like, so it's strong enough to kill all your chiggers and the clap and <laughs> STDs. I know I added that in because I think it can probably get rid of that. Isn't a chigger a bug? It is a bug, but it okay. can be on those regions. And if you happen okay. to be camping and have an STD, you just <laughs> get that silver stuff from Jim Baker, put it on there, and hmm. then feed a scoop to your one-year-old baby i guess and everyone's good i don't know (laughs) oh my gosh yeah all right so it's It's some silver gel yes all right i wonder what it would do to your pores exactly for facial facial care all right so back to the thing where he answers some questions pat robertson pat robertson so Call him your guy. (laughs) I'm going to call him Marion. 
So, so somebody wrote to Marion about how she was still upset that his, that her husband had cheated on her. And he, this is a quote, and I'm going to try to do it in his tone that he said, (laughs) stop talking about the cheating. He cheated on you. Well, he's a man. Males have a tendency to wander a bit. What you want to do is make the home so wonderful that he doesn't want to wander. (gasps) (laughs) My God. He has a tendency to wander. Um, But this is from the guy who was an SAE and, uh, you know, had his major in pretty ladies. Oh, that's close right. by college. Pretty young ladies. Ladies. That's um, as bad as the stupid Dalai Lama who I'm really mad at this week <laughs> for him saying that, you know, it's fine for a woman to be the next Dalai Lama, but she needs to be attractive. So yep. he's on my death list. Along um, with Marion. So after Marion tells uh, this woman to, you know, to make the house so wonderful that he doesn't want to wander, um, then he goes on to advise her, stop focusing on the cheating and think about what she loves about him. And, um, and this is where I'm like, well, he's not wrong when he says this because... Clearly, they've decided to try to patch things up and make it work. And he tells her, think about what, why you got together. Think about if he provides for you. Think about, is he nice to your kids? Does he take them to ball games? And he says, what you've got to do is just think about all these things instead of the other and fall in love with him all over again. And I was like, well, I liked that. It's not terrible. And no, I mean, and it and it's true with anybody you're trying to forgive. Yeah. And um so but I think a lot of the things that he says are are off the cuff. Yeah. I don't and and yes, politically incorrect and yes, they're from a coot and all of those things being said, um I think that he just doesn't think when he says them at first. And I also think that people latch onto them because they know he's low hanging fruit and he's easy to grab a quote from and make fun of him. And a lot of the websites that I was looking at for, you know, commentary on his comments, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they spent so much time going on and on making fun of what he said and kind of taking it as though it was a standalone and it wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my, so what you're saying is you like him (laughs) and you're following him. I think he just accidentally lands on some good stuff. Like he just did because I, (laughs) I remember what he said about Katrina and that wasn't very that nice. was, that was, yeah, and I didn't want to put that in the kook stuff, but he had originally said that Haiti, back when they wanted their independence from France, made a pact with the devil. I knew that because when I was a missionary, one of the things was going to Haiti, and we were absolutely told that. Right. So that was something that went around and, you know, oh, it'll never be good because, yeah, they gave themselves over to the devil right so yeah but i didn't um, i wasn't going to use that one but there you go all right do do, do a jim baker nice. marion okay let me see <laughs> you know marion that thing what he said to the wife about cheating stop with all this talking about the cheat is exactly the same as the 15 year old boy who wrote the anne frank Review. I'm tired of hearing about all that. Your problems. Just get to the death. Get to the point. Oh my god. Okay. So. Okay. So Jim Baker. Um. He just recently said. Uh. Let me see. Let me tell you. Okay. This was interesting. I'm gonna back up and say when he wanted Trump. To get elected because he said 
Trump is the only one who is going to, you know, take care of the babies because it's all about the babies and all that. The you mean an anti-abortion? Okay. Yes. And so they're like, you know what? If he wins, this is before the election, if he wins, it will be a miracle of God because all the polls, as we know, right. said <laughs> absolutely not. And so they even had a watch party and people were going crazy. And he's like, it's God. God has appointed. This is what God wanted. The miracles happened. And so I don't blame <laughs> people for that message. Right. Because if you're thinking that way and that happens, that's what they think. And they're like, no one, you know, none of us Christians, we can't talk bad about Trump because, yeah, this is God's person. So he just said in the last month or two, he's in a like a little sweater. He's sitting behind his podium. He's like his eyes are all big. His wife is just stares at him wondering, OK, when what's going to come out of his mouth? Like she seems like his nursemaid, <laughs> you know, but he's like, you know what? And I'll look to his left and I'll look to his right. I I know God told me, God spoke to me. If Trump isn't elected in 2020, you know what's going to start happening? Do you know? End of times? I wish. No. <laughs> Buckets will come from the air. No. He said <laughs> church leaders will start dying. They'll, one, a car wreck. One, maybe it's on a boat. Another one will get ill. Some will just be shot. Church leaders and Christian politicians are going to just start dying. This sounds like so, the plot to Hot Fuzz. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> oh, anyway, go ahead. But <sighs> I think we should test it. Let's see what God <laughs> can do. Um, but yeah, so he well, says that his predictions start didn't dying. work too well with the Christmas one. It did not. And he's done that many a time. So Yeah. <laughs> well, what other kooky things from Robertson? That's really all I could tolerate pulling up on this guy. <laughs> I can understand. So I'm going to finish with Jim Baker. Uh, has different people come on and sing a song. And one of the, the sidekicks is a rather large sort of... Um, What's his name? John Candy, like mm -hmm. figure. And he sings while wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And so he made a song. <laughs> he made some lyrics to My Girl. Sure. Is and it My Lord? <laughs> Is it <close>. My God? <laughs> no. My World. Does it have to rhyme? I've got. Okay. Burgers made of beans, -uh. they're never fried. That's not true. Chips and salsa to keep me warm, way deep inside. This of is my true. bunker. I guess you'd say, Jim and Lori helped me to be prepared today for end times. No, I'm talking this isn't about true. End times. Yes, it is. So you can it, watch this somewhere? You can watch it. Look, I'm looking on Jim Baker's website. He's got CDB oil. He CBD, does. CBD? CDB? Yeah. <laughs> so the, hemp oil. The, the hemp oil. that he's selling, it's funny because, like, the earth is cracking in two, but you want to make but, sure you stay keto. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you don't want your keto strips to not be red. No. Oh, man. It's entertaining. So we will put on our different sites, who is the craziest, even though you were almost backing out of it tr because you got um, Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I get that a lot. Learning about <laughs> Pat Robertson. You didn't even notice that his head is crooked. That's it for our delightful show for today. <laughs> Those are the delights. <laughs> That's right. I hope you have a great July 4th. What are you going to do? Me? Yeah. Oh, not go outside. 
How's your microderma planning going? Are you um, keeping up with it? I cut myself a few times. And seen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So rate um, us. <laughs> rate us. Review us. Uh, it's going to work Don't out follow really our advice. Well, that's right. But definitely uh, write your letters. We have some oh, to yeah. read, but we kept running out of time. Maybe we'll do yeah. just a letter episode. Yeah, so, maybe. Yeah. Get your funny, engaging, entertaining letters into us. Something that happened to you related to religion or the church or whatever it is. You can listen to some old episodes and find some, but send them in and we will read them and then laugh at you. With you. Yes, that's it. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye now.